Okay, Prof. Firstly, um, th we did see the the latest regulations that came out yesterday, but there were some complaints from members of the public regarding the process that was followed in terms of finalizing the regulations while we're still waiting for the extended period on for the public to comment. Um, was the process lawful in finalizing the regulations that we have now? I, I personally thought the process was quite more democratic than what we had seen previously regarding the drafting of regulations. In the past, we were given very little time, sometimes less than 72 hours, which meant there was an intention to go ahead with whatever draft government had. This time we're given more than a month. Perhaps the complaint might be that when government decided to go with a shortened version, that shortened version should have been published first, so that then the public responds to that shortened version. And the limited regulations that they published yesterday, how lawful are they? Well, in my view, the regulations the Minister of Health is entitled to pass regulations in terms of the Health Act, and, 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 and those regulations may cover anything that has to do with protecting health. And even the Disaster Management Act it says that its provisions regarding declaring a disaster may be leveraged when there is an absence of existing mechanisms. So having said that, I don't think the very fact that these regulations are coming under a different act than the Disaster Management Act, it makes them unlawful. However, I am concerned that passing regulations like this almost gives government the right to have a lifetime state of disaster. And we just completed a submission that will go to the Minister of Health. One, we are saying the long-term regulation of this matter, which is the deferred ones, the ones that they say we must respond to by July, it must go to Parliament. We cannot have executive rule on matters that constrain rights and freedoms uh, so seriously as the next batch of regulation of regulations does. But with these shortened ones, we 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 have just a few concerns. Um, I would say to you, wearing of masks, for example, it just doesn't make sense that whether indoors or outdoors you have to wear masks. The World Health Organization has made it clear that transmission is mostly when you are indoors and when you are, in, uh, when you are outdoors, you're not likely to transmit. And therefore, it doesn't make sense that now we have to permanently wear masks even outdoors. Secondly, just weirdly, they also are saying that um, Regulation 16 a 
only applies to higher education when it comes to the education system, and it doesn't apply to basic education, that doesn't make sense because if people are going to be infected, um, it doesn't really matter whether they are at high school or at university. And you will also note that some high school students are pretty much around the same age as university ones, if you are arguing that transmission among young ones is limited. But with the latest variants, transmission does not really um, go according to, to age anymore. So that's one thing that we've seen. And also this thing of permanently wearing masks, it has an, a disproportionate burden on poor people because you've got to wash this mask. The average person doesn't have the water or the time to do that. So they're going to wear the same mask so they're more likely to be diseased now with a mask than without it. And so we say, if you are going to ask for masks, it's better then that you provide those masks in, in places. The second thing that we have said on Regulation 16A is we're surprised that the World Health Organization just announced that to... prevent the spread of viruses in other germs, you need hand hygiene. And they said it can prevent 70% of infections, 70%. But there's no provision around hand hygiene. Instead, you have draconian things. Then another just um, on gatherings, we have already indicated the distinction between higher education and basic education, it doesn't seem to make sense. And also the lack of distinction between outside and, and internal, internal crowds, we, we, we think that it just doesn't make sense. Um, and then what we have, and then we have with the regulations that have now been deferred, we are just saying those need to go back to the drawing board. They're just far too in, intrusive and they're not in line with the World Health Organization guidelines. Um, and also they've not provided us with data on why they are doing what they're doing. Because in terms of Section 36 of the Constitution, there has to be proportionality. So we don't know if there's proportionality, if there's no data that that has been given. So we suggest actually that this matter should go to Parliament and these intrusions on our rights and freedoms should be done by Parliament with us because they will have public hearings and people can participate and people can question the different ways of doing things. And in Parliament, they will explore alternatives. It's not just going to be government saying um, we dictate that this is the direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the regulations that have been passed. Lastly, Regulation 16C. We find it very strange that people coming into uh, airports will be required to to be vaccinated, and if they're not vaccinated, government is offering them a free vaccine. But what we need to know is whether the person is bringing the disease in or not. 
So I would rather give them a free COVID test than a free vaccine, because at least a test will tell us whether they're bringing the, the, the virus into the country or not. So there's just a little bit of irrationality. And, and this is the problem of governing through executive rule, is that you only have one dimension at the problem. Whereas if this matter goes to parliament, there's far more eyes. And I've included an article that I wrote last year already saying to government, please bring more eyes to these things. Because governing is not about being the smartest and the most knowledgeable. Governance is about uh, coordinating processes in such a way that you bring all who have ideas on a matter and you select the best solutions and list um, painful intrusions on people's rights. Mm. And the other concerns that we have got was saying that the government is overusing powers now over South Africans with this regulation and the public participation process in terms of giving the comments. Is it reaching enough? Because I know that uh, you can send an email, but the regulations do affect even ordinary people in rural areas who don't have access to emails or any other way or who have not even heard that their comment is needed. Uh, how legal is this public participation process and um, is it even reaching enough? Well, so far the court has said yes, it is reasonable because this was taken through during the height of COVID because when it comes to regulations, the generally has not been a historical requirement that the public participation requires public hearings, radio, etc. But if we are looking at substantive democracy, which is what you're bringing in, then more could have been done to bring people in. And government has had two years to govern with the people, for the people, and that's one um, comment that we make in the submission that we're making. But lastly, for the reason for the reasons you are questioning the democratic nature and therefore constitutional nature of this process, we are saying two things: some kind of regulations need to make sure that there's some containment of COVID going forward. So they do need to revise these regulations, but we do think that they should have some regulations. But secondly, the staff on surveillance and control of um, notifiable medical conditions, that staff needs to go back to the drawing board.